0: I think I'm going slightly mad I've become obsessed with the word egg I'll say that a hundred times a day Just oh, come on, let's get eggy and, Oh, egg, egg, egg And, and I've realised that Popeye laughing Was merely just saying egg a bunch of times Egg, 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 egg Hello,
1: and welcome to Tea with the Morale Queen With me, your Morale Queen, Millie Armstrong-Clark This week, I'm talking to the wonderful Pixels Green About what it's like to be a trans lady And how great it is to just feel comfortable in your own skin, living your most authentic life. It's a really interesting episode, you hear a lot about Pixel's story about being trans and how she feels now. She's such a lovely person, it was just a really easy chat. There's also a lot of uh, really funny things in, like what it's like to get shouted at by Roald Dow. Not a lot of people can say that. And for some reason we get talking about eggs for a while. So yeah, it's a very it's a varied mix of uh, mixed bag, but it's a really funny episode, really lovely. So I hope you enjoy. Here we are, Pixels. Welcome to the show, Pixels Green. Hello. Hello. How are you today?
0: I'm very well, thank you. A little bit warm because I've been uh, walking up a big hill cuz uh, coming back from a vegan cafe, but uh, I'm just acclimatizing back to the room heat again.
1: Oh, nice! Are you are you fully acclimatized and de de-sweated? Yes, it's,
0: Good. It's, it Sounds like the best way of putting it, and it's generally true. Yes, de-sweated because yeah. <laughs> I do tend to. I don't know What kind of furnace I've got inside me? But if I go from outside <laughs> to inside, it's just absolute drenches.
1: Oh, I know what you mean. Like that day was it two weeks ago? There was that heatwave. It was
0: horrendous. Well, yeah, and it's this because now working from home as well, you tend to really appreciate the fact that the office you were in was air conditioned uh, you don't yeah. notice it when you're in there it's like bit you know just this isn't it and yeah. yeah
1: and then wh- whereabouts in the world are you i'm in leeds Ah, oh, yeah so even the Down in south center? leeds ah right yeah so is it because i was thinking of cities when i go like into york because i'm out in the countryside it's quite cold when you go into a city it's generally quite hot isn't it
0: it can be, yeah, and certainly I've in Beeston myself, so it's sort of the the higher point towards there. I and I've got an attic room; I can see all over, like the the city of Leeds and the oh. towers and what have you. And it's a beautiful view, and the rent's dirt cheap, so I'm not oh, moving from right. here.
1: Yeah, oh, nice
0: they'll, one. They'll have to drag me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the rent right up, which I would also work.
1: <laughs> if your landlord's listening, they'll be taking notes. If if, oh, yeah. <laughs> if they want rid of you.
0: <laughs> the luckiest landlord in the world because there's three of us here and he's not missed a single rent check. So during ah. this pandemic, so oh, think that's, on, all right. that's all I'll say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got your cup of tea at the ready? That's the most I do. Important. Yes. Now
0: I had a bit of a choice. I was wondering which one to go for because I like a variety of teas, and I'm running low on milk, so I've got myself a lapsang souchong, which is a oh. much maligned tea, but I really love it.
1: That sounds a bit posh. What's what sort of flavours are we talking?
0: So what it is? They get the tea leaves and then they um, they smoke them over. Uh, let's see, actually, I'll get it in my draw here. They're smoked over some sort of wood.
1: Ah, I don't think
0: I've heard of that one. Oh, so yeah, it's they're uh, following an age-old method. The tea leaves are laid in bamboo baskets and dried over glowing pinewood embers. This Ooh. imparts a wonderful smoky flavour. Ah, oh, lapsang souchong did. Uh, yeah, it does have this nice sort of barbecuey smoky taste without being, you know. Oh, scott, it's got a lovely smoky taste to it yeah. you don't need milk with it and it's just lovely
1: oh well, that sounds nice so you, you mention you... it
0: to some people and they'll you know absolutely cock a snook at you <laughs> it's like i say it's much maligned
1: oh i'd give it a go i think there's there's a few teas i'd give a go i'm not so keen on green but i did buy a green tea with um uh like chocolatey flavor to it and it's really nice
0: all right okay because usually yeah, when they've got the, the two for four pound offer on the twinings, you can just you know you can go on a trolley dash in. That yeah. sort of section.
1: <laughs> might as well, might as you well see that. what's out there. But oh, that's good. I'm glad you've got a brew because like I was saying to you just before, some people haven't well, taken yeah. it seriously. But <laughs>
0: and again, working from home in the lockdown because what it's called tend to work. So you need to have a cup of tea just to keep yourself. Yeah. All your vocal cords hydrated yeah and i got this of like breville hot cup thing that you press a button and 50 seconds later it does your full a measured cup of hot water ah oh. absolute godsend it's amazing
1: so have you got that next to your desk that's right you don't even have to move yeah. that's ideal <laughs> <laughs> but it is quite a good excuse though isn't it if you when you procrastinate procrastinating a bit to go into the other room to make a brew because you can sort of dawdle a bit i find
0: or is that That's just me true. being
1: lazy, trying to get out doing?
0: <laughs> well, because I'm up in the attic room and it's downstairs, so sometimes I, I probably could. I mean, I'm not getting my walking tool from work, so i will open downstairs. Probably yeah. Wouldn't. Oh, miss. But when it's call center work, you can't just go. Oh, I'll just not take calls for a minute. You've got yeah.
1: to be there. So. What um what call center is it that you work for?
0: It's uh, well, it, we'll we'll say insurance.
1: Ah, yeah. Cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna name drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's.
1: Yeah. Do you...
0: They'll have to pay me because it'll be advertising. And to yeah, be honest, that's true. You know...
1: Yeah. <laughs> they'll have to get in touch if they want advertising. Yeah. So you've been working all the way through lockdown, then?
0: I have, yes. Yeah. From the start, because yeah, the they've generally been good at getting people set up from home but because i had a laptop and computer already then i was there right from the start when it was just a few of us getting hammered constantly and now it's easing off because more people are able to do it
1: and Yeah. yeah some of the
0: more troublesome people have moved back into the office if they you know generally didn't have the internet connection or things like that
1: yeah oh that's good then so you don't know when you'll be back
0: no, and I'm doing all right with the homeworking. To be honest yeah. with you, I'm quite enjoying it because I'm, I'm in my attic room. There's nobody comes to bother me, and yeah, that's nice.
1: And it's nice now you can you unlimited exercise. You're not trapped in all all day.
0: Well, that's this is good. it. But the only trouble with me and that is, I can't. I can't. I find it difficult going for a walk just for the sake of going for a walk. There has to be like if I was walking to work, I'd just walk to work. It wasn't a problem. Yeah. I find it difficult to get myself motivated enough to just get up and just go walking somewhere.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I've got a dog, so I can't skip a walk, really. But um, I know what you mean. If you don't have a, a dog or a, like a somewhere to be, and it is a bit. I'm so lazy. I'd be so incredibly lazy if I didn't
0: have a dog. <laughs> yeah. But now, just before this, I went to the shop and thinking of because I was listening to that KTD episode before. Thinking of you, I got myself a jar of pickled onions. I thought, ooh. Oh, did you? <laughs> it's been a oh. while. Because, to... you know, you mentioned the pickles. I'm like, yeah, I've yeah. had pickled onions in ages. Oh. So I saw them on the shelf and I thought, yeah, I'll get some pickles. I oh. won't scrunch them now because that would
1: be awful sounding, <laughs> but. <laughs> Don't be dunking them in your brew.
0: <laughs> I imagine. Might go well with the smoky lapse <laughs> Oh,
1: maybe, actually, yeah. Because <laughs> that's a good point. On another podcast, we were saying, what you can't really have a biscuit with green tea. You have to sort of have a few nuts. So maybe that's the key. Smoked tea, have a pickled onion.
0: Yeah, something more savoury.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or a gherkin. <laughs> well, yeah. Because <laughs> we just went to the chippy, and I'm absolutely kicking myself now for not getting one of them giant pickled onions. I love them. You know, they huge yeah, you ones. Have you tried a pickled egg? Yeah, I like them. Depends where from though. Okay. Because I got some, I got some in a jar from the shop, and they just weren't the same as what you get from the pub.
0: Well, this is it. Yeah, I think the first time, and I think last time I tried one, I'm, I'm not sure I was ready for it. It was, it was a, (laughs) it was an intense hit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I need to give them another go.
1: I'm just imagining you, like, getting all these hallucinations from the pickled eggs. Well,
0: yeah. For a pickled trip.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, you need to ease yourself in. Maybe start off a few pickled onions. Move up to gherkins.
0: You can't just go straight in with the pickled eggs. Although, uh, I did some performing in... uh... The angel on the green in york and they do some sort of gourmet type bar snacks and they did oh, yeah. it was pickled i don't know if it was pickled quail eggs it might have been
1: oh they smell they were
0: really nice but they were soy sauce pickled as well Ooh,
1: so I like all soy very sauce. posh
0: for york you know
1: that so. is posh
0: yeah.
1: oh nice do you know what i did last night because I, I like to do a bit of research into my guests because i've heard thing I, I heard you on another podcast and you're in the group chat what we've got and i think you're really funny but i was like right i'm gonna do some research and watch you stand up and i thought it was really good oh wow i, I had okay. a bit of a stalk um
0: I I was... yeah it was oh, really did, good did you... oh. <laughs> pardon I was, thinking, I was thinking to oh you didn't listen to my oh god <laughs> oh it was good oh fine oh that's fine
1: <laughs> it will have been your um what is your... Is it your first one I think? I just typed in your name on YouTube and it came up.
0: Oh, there's that one, yeah, When yeah, with the the, the cancer research ones. Yeah,
1: yeah, was that your first ever time having a go? It was, yeah. Yeah, it was really funny I thought. Um was, and uh... you seem really confident as well. Um, and I was just, I was wondering, are you are you usually that confident or is it the stand up? No. no, not
0: even slightly. The thing is, I mean, that was a really, that whole kind of cancer research comedy setup Thing's genius, really, because you've got to sell the tickets to your friends and family. So they've locked you in. You can't drop out. You've got uh, people paid money to see you.
1: Yeah. And then
0: you've got to raise money as well. Yeah. And it got to the point, and on the day, it was just a case of, look, you've got to go out and do this. You can either go out there and just go dip, 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 for 10 yeah. minutes and then just fall over, or you can just jump in and do it. And it yeah. It a case of that, so.
1: Yeah, no, because the first time I tried stand-up, when, afterwards, when I listened to it back, my voice was really like, oh, you know, when you can hear the qu- like quivering in your voice. You just seemed dead confident, like, yeah, this is me, this is who I am, take me or leave me type thing. I was like, oh, that's brilliant, I really like that.
0: That's my, yeah, it's my general, yeah. Here I am, you know.
1: Take yeah. Because, yeah. um... You've In in your stand-up, you're very open about being a trans-lesbian, you mentioned at the beginning. Um, have you always felt as open with it, or is it sort of more recently that you've felt more comfortable
0: in yourself? It was a case of, of course, I, I transitioned in, I believe, I think it was well, 2010 to 2011. Yeah. A few hiccups at the start. And obviously when you're younger, I knew it was always there, so it was one of them things that you just didn't say anything about, and it was just kind yeah. of had to keep it to yourself you know and, uh, but yeah since since coming out is it's one of them things where you, you get the feeling that and i've done it myself with people that you don't want to appear rude asking questions but then sometimes it's like no ask because it's better to ask than to just assume or not know and yeah,
1: yeah that's so... true like uh last night when i messaged you to say like i um I'm always worried about using the wrong terms with things because I just don't want to upset anyone and I generally don't. It's something I'm not familiar with myself so I don't want anybody to be offended. So I didn't know like, to use the term transsexual or transgender. Like, I wasn't too sure which one. And like you say, it's different for different people, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. And I think transsexual was kind of in vogue in the like the pre-21st century. Yeah and kind of became transgender which when I was I tried to say, well part of me thought well it doesn't really make sense because we've got the separation between sex and gender we know that but my yeah. my gender the bit in my head that was fine there was no trans in there it's the sexual part that was transing so yeah I don't know I'm I'm easy with any, but I do know on I mean Twitter can be dreadful at the best of times so
1: yeah our Twitter is probably the worst isn't it well, yeah the worst part. <laughs> Was, was there something in your head always there that you thought, I just know there's something not quite, like, settling with me? Or how, how did you sort of realise that that was what you needed to do to feel more yourself?
0: Yeah, so there was always something there where I never felt, still don't to a certain extent, never felt, like, in any kind of comfortable in any group because I didn't... And certainly when you're at school everybody kind of goes off into the little cliques and they are ultimately gender segregated unless you're,
1: oh, yeah.
0: you know, going out with somebody and I just I didn't feel I had anything in common with the boys and then you couldn't really sort of like hang around with the girls because that was, it was against the, you know, I got a, a female friend in the kind of the fourth and fifth year well, then that had to be couched within everybody else in as kind of having this sort of relationship which it wasn't, it was just friends, you know, we'd meet yeah. up and chat and yeah, so, yeah. And, and then once I would kind of left school and left home and got my own sort of place, I managed to kind of develop my thoughts a little bit. And t- there was a certain amount of time where I knew it was something I needed to do, but yeah. it was, well, that's all a big faff. And it's like, oh, because I was overweight, and ginger, and it's like, well, can I add a third thing to this? Oh, <laughs> But yeah and then it eventually got to the point where i think really i mean the main point when it started really picking up was when like i said 200 2010 ish well, like the early days of youtube there was a lot of trans youtubers on there where you yeah. could actually see people that were sort of living that life you think no oh, well that's something i could do because previously to that there wasn't any real I mean, we're saying just for the show the representation there you need to have that to be able to see that that's something you can do and
1: yeah and no that's true. trans
0: representation on television in the 90s wasn't great it was a lot of uh big burly bloke five o'clock shadow and a dress and oh yeah hilarious so you know i know what
1: you mean It was seen as more of a sort of jerk type thing Back then, wasn't it rather? I don't mean it was funny. I mean, like it was more, for example, Little Britain or something. Like yeah. it was more something people laughed at rather than thought. No, we actually need to encourage everyone to be themselves. Yeah,
0: except for one example that I know of. Now I know there was a sketch where David Tennant played a trans woman, but it's been ages since I've seen that. But there was, um, knowing me, knowing you, with Alan Partridge, uh, Mini Driver played a ah, transsexual yeah. woman, Daniela Forrest.
1: Yeah, that rings a bell. And that was I the like first Alan time Partridge. I'd seen. Yeah.
0: Someone in that kind of role that kind of came away from the show with their dignity intact, and it was Alan oh, really? that was the fool.
1: Ah, so. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I've I've watched a lot of Alan Partridge, but not as much the Knowing Me, Knowing You series. I'll have to watch that. That's good. That's one thing I do like about Alan Partridge, where he does make some horrible comments about people, but it's always him that looks like the bad one.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's that kind of archetype of British comedy, where it's yeah. just the sort the of absolutely dreadful people, and, you know, it's yeah. it's, quite, it's gone through for ages, hasn't it? And I mean, they used to say Red Dwarf was just step-toe and sun in space.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think we have come a long way, because now it is more, yeah, celebrating people for who they are, rather than they're not the butt of the joke anymore which is is
0: good um well no and i think yeah and a, and a lot of it again is just the fact that these solid the the old ways of laughing this has just come hokey and hacky now so it's just like well people could still do that and there's this idea of you know you don't punch down or anything but i mean you know when something is just a tired old trope that's been done a million times oh well, yeah yeah you know. that's true but again, I mean, you still get people saying political correctness is killing comedy. And goodness me, how much time have you got? I could go on for an hour on the it's not. <laughs> yeah. Because you still get these very edgy comedians doing extremely well for themselves. And, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with edgy comedy in and of itself. But the context is always key, I find.
1: And... Yeah. And thinking about, like, um, I suppose Eddie Izzard, he's always one... Um he's sort of always been sort of gender neutral hasn't he really with like a sort of like mix things up a bit whereas and that's sort of been accepted for years
0: yeah I I use I was an early cause. I mean I, I sort of dabbled with sort of like thinking I may have been a, a transvestite at the time as it was even though I didn't yeah. like the word because I always felt that I didn't see the point of segregating male and female clothes. It's just differently folded cloth and it makes yeah. no sense that this is for this sex and this is for the other sex. And
1: That's true.
0: But for a while I was uh, what I like to call a reverse transvestite, which means that transvestite would kind of dress up and do makeup in private and never tell anyone. I never did anything in private like that and told everyone.
1: <laughs> so, oh, did you? Yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, you know, it was, you know, there's no secret about that, yeah. you know, I had a makeup bag and I would dabble with lipstick when I've <laughs> never been good with eye makeup and I've never, partially due to not really getting around to actually practicing with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I know what you mean, that's, that's really good that you've, um, you've always been open. Is that from quite a young age then, you've thought, you just don't been...
0: Yeah, so we're talking late teens, early twenties, thing is, the one time I actually did, go out and this was in Dewsbury as well out in a in a skirt that I bought yeah. within a few days there was that I don't know if you remember oh god you're probably too young goodness <laughs> me um David Beckham was photographed wearing a sarong and that oh. kind of lumps oh it's like David Beckham no it's not like David Beckham I don't <laughs> care about football
1: <laughs> I don't remember that what, did, what just going around London wearing a sarong
0: was he and yeah, I'm sure if you Google it. I don't know if it was some particular photo. I think there was a bit of a trend at the time for David Beckham just to wear a sarong. Well, you know, why not? It was, yeah. Like I say, there was I no remember
1: that. Yeah.
0: reasonable reason why you should say, oh, you, a boy, should not wear this because it doesn't have the two legs. And the toilet yeah. door says you've got the two legs. So, you I must... know what you
1: mean. I, th- I think, um... Um, I've sort of gone from quite girly when I was younger and very pink to gradually, as I've got older, getting scruffier and scruffier. And now, especially from lockdown, I've just thought, I don't need to wear brow and makeup every day. Why do it? And I just thought, it's nice just feeling, like just wearing whatever you want to wear and just feeling yourself. It's probably, there's probably no better feeling than just feeling who you are and just showing it as a just. Not having to sort of fit into any sort of stereotype or. It's yeah, and since nice. lockdown,
0: I mean, I've spent 90% of the time in pajamas. Yeah,
1: so have so well,
0: I. that's yeah. the comfiest clothes there is. Oh, I know.
1: There I is. I think we're all
0: to a degree non-binary i mean you i I struggle to imagine what a purely binary male or female would be and
1: yes actually i always get this
0: picture of the guy that wears all camo and has got the guns and (laughs) magazine stacked up to here and then every now and then you see in like closer magazine the woman that's just decked a whole house in hot pink and i think those are the two extremes (laughs) and everybody else is just in the middle
1: that's a good point yeah there's not many i don't know anybody that fully sticks to just, yeah, just one stereotype. That's a good point. Um, I sort of, I like getting dressed up and wearing makeup and wearing a nice dress, but it's more of like a treat now rather than something I feel like I need to do every day. Yeah, and, it's,
0: and it is kind of better when it is a kind of a treat thing, because then you can feel, you know, oh, I'm getting dressed up and it's fine. Yeah, so, that's nice. If it's just everyday, it's just like, oh, well, I'm just wearing clothes. There's no separation between a, a normal night and a fancy night. everybody needs a fancy night every now and then
1: (laughs) no that is true no so that's that's really good that you've um you know um been so open and you you seem like a really the impression i get now is that you're just really happy in your own skin
0: more or less yeah i mean obviously with the lockdown put a bit of weight on but again you know i mean i'm 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 happier in my skin than I certainly was, definitely. I mean, you know, when uh before I actually transitioned I was absolutely properly down on myself and now I you know, I can I can look at myself and go, oh, I'm someone who I like to be. We've all still got problems, but you know, you you, you sort out the bits you can and oh, deal yeah. with the bits you can't, don't
1: you? Yeah, and I think to be fair, I bet everyone's put weight on in um lockdown.
0: Oh god, yeah, the lockdown lumber.
1: Unless you're Joe Wicks or someone, which
0: which, yeah, at the start of the lockdown, <laughs> when when I thought, when I honestly thought, oh, this will be three weeks. Oh, I did. And, <laughs> and I thought, no, I'm going to get dressed every morning. I'm going to do uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, is it the Joe Wicks that did the morning fitness PM? I'm yeah. going to do that. That yeah. lasted no time at all. I didn't even. <laughs> High and mighty ideas that fell uh, apart as yeah. soon as they were tested.
1: <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd like to know anyone that's actually stuck to something. because... I think it's just really hard as well when you don't have a routine or you don't know what month it is as well.
0: Well, this is true. I know, and we're in a a weird situation whereby we're nearly towards the end of July now, and you think, "Wow, we're nearly towards the end of July," but at the same time, <laughs> each month has lasted a hundred years, so it's. <laughs> I know, it's feel like that.
1: I'm just confused. What day it is? I have no idea.
0: It's, just, it's like Christmas, but in summer, really. Is not yeah. there no presents?
1: Oh no, yeah it is. So so you were saying that you've got, um, that you had your uh, gender reassignment surgery about 10 years ago now. Um, was that a big decision or was it something that you always thought that you were going to do or was it something you took time to decide over?
0: It was one of them things that I always knew I, I'd probably have to do but always kind of thought I would find it too scary and wouldn't. And it yeah. was only the point where, um, I got to around sort of like mid thirties and you get that and kind of the, the sort of the, I, I got extremely paranoid about my hairline and I thought once that goes and you're over that hump and then you're sort of locked in. So it got to the point where the fear of doing it became less than the fear of not doing it.
1: Oh, and again, yeah.
0: because of the people on YouTube where you could see people my age, rather than, you know, sort of like more elderly people and what have you. and yeah. yeah, and it was just that kind of thing where you got that inspiration, and there was a YouTuber. I think she might have taken a channel down. Actually, it was called Samantha Zero, and she put out a lot of videos, and you know she was uh, a big inspiration to me. If I, oh, if I ever get to the point where I'm putting out a live DVD, she'd probably get her name in the acknowledgement. <laughs> Zero.
1: Yeah. Then. Oh, that's nice. So it was like um, the internet's played a big part in
0: helping you well he has and the thing about the internet is it's it's got that duality really because it's got the kind of you can find kindred spirits for whatever now that can be whether you're sort of like struggling with your sexuality or it can be also unfortunately if you're a kind of on the more racist end so you've got to you know really you can't have one without the other but you've got to kind of manage your way through it really
1: yeah no um there is like a whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, there'll always be somebody that agrees or disagrees with you on the internet, won't there? I suppose.
0: Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. And any any opinion you got, you can find yeah something to back it up.
1: Yeah, that's which is true. why I
0: think political discourse has become so muddy.
1: Yeah, because there is always there's always going to be someone that agrees, even no matter how bad or good your ideas are. So, I suppose if we're using it for the best, like for you know, yeah, like you say, coming to terms with you your gender or your sexuality than, or any other thing you might have going on in your life, um, it can be used for a really positive thing. Well, yeah, definitely.
0: And again, I think I think a lot of people, I think there has been, people have always said it that it's like, oh, now everybody thinks it's trendy to be trans, but it's not so much that it's become trendy, it's just that people can see it as being something that they wouldn't have to hide away anymore. And we don't know how many people in the past Lived their entire lives and died a depressed oh, host yeah. because they could never, you know, didn't even have the access to the medication or the support or anything like that. So.
1: Yeah, oh, no, I know. I think it's really sad when you, you hear of um, people being in a relationship for years and they don't come out as gay till they're like 80 or something. You think, oh, so all that time you could have, you know, been living more how you wanted to live and i suppose it's good that they do have the confidence to come out at any age but it's just sad to miss out on the life that you want
0: well yeah it is and you know it's you can only imagine it's happened countless times because again i mean the opportunities tend to come more when you're uh, born with more privilege so you know if the people that are born into sort of like good opportunities tend to go on but you, you know there's people that would lived on council estates and didn't really get the opportunities were constantly having to you know deal with family lives and they could have been the best artist in the world we don't know
1: well that's true yeah so there are a lot of good things about you know yeah the modern worlds where we can be ourselves which is nice
0: um well, yeah and even the, you know if the people think well you know this entire male female paradigm i just find is a little bit passé to be honest with you and i uh, i I hold no quarter with either. It's like, well, fair enough. You know, I don't. It's none of my business. You enjoy yourself. Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't know why people get so offended about how other people want to live. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, this. I mean, even back when in the nineties, when people would get so angry at vegetarians, why? (laughs) Why Uh, they? Yeah, yeah. They're just they. I mean, you may have seen, I don't know if I did it in my first bit of stand-up, you know, it's it's more sausages for me. I don't know why anybody would have a problem with this.
1: Yeah, I thought of a thing, um, because I've been veggie now for about 15 years, and I I was trying to write some stand-up about it, and I thought of um, going the opposite of what you just said, saying like, well, no, the sort of the same thing as what you just said, the... um, saying yeah you've got all the sausages and meat that you want why would you want me to take that from you and then I could say like and what if what if I really started enjoying it and then there wasn't any left and then I found out you had the best meat and I followed you home and I, I made up this whole thing where I could like say that I'd start stalking the people with the best meat and it it got really out of hand like a really ridiculous over-the-top thing to prove how stupid it was
0: yeah, plus you need to be careful people don't, sort of like, clip and take out of context stalking people with the best meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a good job that I'm not famous and not many people are like this. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is ridiculous how offended people get. It's like, well, there's more for you, so <laughs> you don't need to worry about it.
0: Yeah, and then, well, course, then you get the kind of the flip side where the, the, the response is anger to that and you think, well, that can't be right either because that just shuts down any debate and you just think, well, yeah. you know, well, you're kind of stuck in the middle. where, And I'm no good for it. I mean, I've gone on some tirades on Twitter in my past, so I think we're all guilty of it to a degree, aren't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. Nobody's perfect, but it's just, yeah, learning from each other and not being so judgmental, I suppose main things. Um, well, yeah.
0: And again, another problem with the internet is that things that you know people have said five years ago are kind of there now. And yeah. You've got this right to be forgotten and getting your data removed from the internet because, God, I, I'm just... I've, I'm always so thankful. I When I was going through my teen years, there was just no internet and I'm just so thankful for that yeah. because, my goodness me, I've been uh, horrible.
1: I know what you mean. I'm, I sort of... I've, I did have the internet, but... Um, I missed the cut I missed the sort of massive when oh, how old was I went Facebook came out when I was maybe about well, it started getting big when I was about sixteen to eighteen sort of age. So I sort of missed the whole really horrible side to the internet. I just do you remember MSN?
0: I do, yes.
1: I remember Damn. I remember I had that and I would literally get in from school and be straight on it. It's a bit sad. But um I didn't have a phone or anything with the internet, which I'm glad, because, yeah, I think it does take over a lot of kids' lives, doesn't it, at the
0: minute? Well, it does tend to, yeah, but, and well, I mean, it's just another one in the long continuum, isn't it? Because they said people will say, and, and they're quite right, they said the same about the television, they said it about the radio, they said it about the printing press, even, so... <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, there's Not always going to be a bad side for everything, but...
1: No, that's true. Yeah, I just gotta look for the good in things, I suppose. Um, when I messaged you about um about doing this, one of the things that you said, I was like, on your um, because I always get people to fill in like a bit about themselves or anything they might want to bring up, and one of the things was um, you got shouted at by Roald Dahl.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I and deserved it.
1: Like, and you, yeah, yeah and is, that's the thing that I need to know. Why did you deserve it?
0: And even at that young age, I I thought, no, yeah, fair play, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, so it was in, um, goodness me, I mean, I'm old as dirt again. So there's a penguin books and it's like the children's subsidiary Puffin books, which every year, for a few years, they'd have Puffing Kingdom down in London. It was this big kind of book fair and you go into the people there and, there was Roald Dahl there one year and he was going to do a talk in front of people and he had this stage set up and uh, me being probably younger than 10 and certainly with a, with a kind of an instinct that he's probably coming out a little bit more now, went to the stage and started tinkering with the microphone. <laughs> and he came over and, and very nearly gave me a cough. Get away from that, What are you doing that? <laughs> and to be fair, and I thought, yeah, you know, I, I knew I was in the wrong when I was doing it. But I just had that fear, so, oh, I want to go and tinker with that microphone and you've got that children sort of thing where you think oh hang the consequences I want uh, to do yeah. this and therefore I'm in my own bubble and I'm going to do it <laughs>
1: yeah I know it's a bit like being drunk being a kid isn't it it is you don't have and, any consequences in your head it's, yeah and you don't even get
0: the hangovers yeah you the, the sugar crashes I suppose
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's true Um, Oh, so did it put you off his books?
0: It didn't, no I mean, I've always loved Roald Dahl's books and there was uh, I think I've still got it around here so I'm not going to look for it on the podcast that would be just dreadful listening but I've got (laughs) Roald Dahl's faulty rhymes somewhere that's signed by him at the front Oh,
1: and was he like stop messing about with my microphone love Roald Dahl
0: Yeah, (laughs) something like that well, old dad's revolting rhymes. That was way ahead of its time because I loved that because that had Little Red Riding Hood. Then it was kind of, sort of like the old fairy tales, but they were given oh. a kind of a, a kind of a kids' flavour, sick twist. And Little Red Riding Hood's like guns in her shoes, and she shot the wolf. And yeah, yeah, it was like old dad doing the the badass, strong, independent woman long before anybody did. <laughs> so everybody just think on.
1: I know what you mean. He was a bit ahead of his time, wasn't he? And. Yeah. I, I did used to like weird books when I was little.
0: Because, um, yeah, and you were talking to us at K T D about the Witcher's films, yeah. which I've not seen myself.
1: Oh, have you not? Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's even good as an adult, because I, I was telling Rob my other half about it, and I was like, oh, we've got to watch it. And he was watching it like, what the hell's this? It's awful. Because it is a bit freaky, but um, it's just so good. You've just got to watch it. If you like that sort of a bit twisted Roald doll thing, that um, no, is good.
0: Yeah, and there's the Matilda one as well, oh, which is yeah. the, the big stage musical, which I wouldn't mind seeing actually.
1: That's what I always feel like that's what I feel like addressing now talking about that um I used to be quite girly now I've gone the opposite way. I feel like I look like the trunch bull on a day to day basis. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You know, when you have your hair scraped up and you're just like, Oh, I'm just in my
0: scruff. That's what I look well, like. Well now during lockdown, yes, I know that feeling quite intimately
1: <laughs> Uh, when she swings
0: that kid out of school by her pigtails. Is this in the Matilda? Yeah. See, I don't remember. It's been that long since I've seen it. I only remember sort of like the, the sort of like the broader details of it. And yeah. This is why I wanted to re familiarise myself with the text.
1: It is good. Feel good. I used to like weird things when I was little. I used to um, I I remember taking a book into school for the te. You know, at the end of the day, when they can they read like a book that a kids brought in. Of the class and it was one of my favorite books and I gave it to the teacher and she was like all right I'll read it and then she'd had a look through it and later on she was like Millie I can't read this it's uh it's gonna scare the other kids and I was like Whoa, what little wimps in my head I was only about five and then looking back it was a book called the hairy toe and it's about a woman who finds a big hairy toe in a um graveyard and she takes it home, cooks it. As you would. <laughs> makes it into a soup. And then she gets haunted by the ghost of the person whose toe it was. And I think they eat her in the end. But I loved it at the time. And I remember taking it in like, yeah, this is going to be great. And like, nah, that's
0: not, we're not reading that. Very <laughs> so... well, strange. I suppose, that yeah, when you, you, you've got that different prism of seeing thing. That, you know, somebody <laughs> else would look at it and go, I don't know what you're seeing. in this. But no, it's clearly something. <laughs>
1: I just realised recently what a strange kid I was, but never mind. It's uh, good to embrace your your strangeness. So it certainly <laughs> is. And certainly, in
0: terms of the hairy toe soup, I would imagine that the sense of uh, absurdity in that would rule out the horror, really. Cause it's... Yeah,
1: definitely. They were just wimps at my school. That's what I'm hearing. But um, I was an known Well, I wasn't an only child, but because my brother and sister were that much older than me was like on my own a lot so i used to just find weird things to entertain myself well yeah and
0: and that is and yeah and it's one <laughs> of them things that even because now i'm so like again working a down in my bedroom when you're in an office you kind of you, you because being around people you, you're not kind of you don't need to talk to you. well you do but you don't talk to yourself because everybody think you're nuts but now i'm on my own i think i'm going slightly mad i've become obsessed <laughs> with the word egg I'll say that a hundred times a day. In what context? Any context. What? Just, just oh come on, let's get eggy and oh egg egg, egg. and <laughs> and I've realised that Popeye laughing was merely just saying egg a bunch of times egg 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 and <laughs> and it's getting to the point where it's annoying me now. It's like oh stop, stop it. Well, how just... did it
1: start? Were you eating an egg? Oh, you're having a pickled egg
0: May have been, yeah, well no egg is a I think it's just a uniquely funny word, but I think i'm I'm testing that now, I think I've taken it too far, maybe it... it's one of them Stuart Lee things where I need to push it so it gets back to being funny again,
1: <laughs> and then I was thinking about the term when you say, "Oh, I've got egg on my face the other day, and I thought, what the hell does that mean? I mean I know what it I know what it means, like it means you've embarrassed yourself, doesn't it, but I don't yeah. know why why egg.
0: Cause, yeah, because you'd think, I mean, if you've got egg on your face, you could usually assume that someone's thrown it at you because of some reason that you've you've, you've motivated them enough to throw an egg at you. Like, <laughs> didn't someone throw an egg at, like, Gordon Brown once, or yeah. was it some old politician? and that
1: rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I, yeah, yeah, I thought it was... Uh... Like, oh, I've embarrassed myself, but yeah, oh, I'm going to have to look this up. I like looking at meanings.
0: Oh, there was that video. Do what? I mean, if you haven't looked later, I mean, there's a video, it was quite recent as well. It was in Australia. and was this kid throwing an egg uh, at an Australian politician. In Australia, they just call them politicians. And, <laughs> and it's just really kind of, he holds it and it's clear and it just, and it's like one inch away. <laughs> and then this politician just starts swinging at him. And, <laughs> And and your sympathies are with the boy with the egg, that's all I will say.
1: Oh, gosh, I'm mean, going to have to look <laughs> that up. Um, do you know what my brain did there? I thought, in Australia, what type of eggs would they have? But they probably do have chickens, don't they?
0: Yeah. Well, I went on holiday in Fort Ventura once and we bought a box of six eggs and they're hard-boiled. Already? Yeah. And, and I weird. thought, how hot are the chickens here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean they'd, they'd come out already hard-boiled?
0: Well, no, I think they've just laid the eggs and then they've hard boiled them and just sold hard-boiled eggs, which, to be honest, isn't a bad idea. Still in yeah. the shell and everything. It's just that, to the, all intents and purposes, for someone that's there and can't, you know, fully speak the language, oh, six eggs. There we go. <laughs> Crack it into a thing and nothing comes. Oh, it's hard boiled. But uh, yeah. fortunately, I bought some kind of uh, Canary Island-style salad cream and just mash it up oh, in that and had it. In that
1: bed. sounds it nice. Like an egg sandwich. Ah. have got me thinking about eggs now. got me eggs. Oh, they are good. You can't beat a, a dipping in egg, as
0: I call them. Well, no, and you can get the... Have you tried them poaching pouches?
1: Um, I did, but it wasn't a very good one, and it didn't really work. Oh, right. Oh, do you mean... Oh, do you mean the ones that are, like, really thin paper?
0: Yeah, I was going to get the the silicon kind of bowl and you just put them in the boiling water and then...
1: I got a silicon one and it was rubbish and I got the paper one and it was bang on. I was like, that is a good egg.
0: Well, I see the paper one's going to be less... It's going to be quicker to get the heat through, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Oh, this is... uh... (laughs) anyone listening, they're going to be like, oh, this is intense, (laughs) intense egg chat. Yeah,
0: (laughs) the intense, the, the egg debate is raging. (laughs) <laughs> These days In the fields Yeah
1: <laughs> Right, in the best way To have an egg
0: Anyone listening Have you ever heard Of shakshuka This I've never oh. made it myself But it's been something So what it is It's a kind of a Spiced tomato dish That you do in the pan And then you just make Four wells in And you just crack An egg into that Oh And then you put the lid on And it just cooks The eggs inside All the tomatoes It's absolutely gorgeous I think I'd Certainly theoretically That's my favourite way To have an egg I've not tried it yet
1: Oh that eat. sounds good Can anyone top shap? Was it Shakshuka?
0: Shakshuka, yeah.
1: yeah right. Uh, anybody who can uh, do eggs in a better way, let us know. That sounds nice. I usually just go scrambled because it's quick. Get it done.
0: Yeah, and do you do it pan or microwave?
1: Oh, depends how lazy I'm feeling. It's um, yeah. actually no, because it does take longer in the microwave, doesn't it? Probably pan's probably better. And it's it's good if you're an impatient person like me, you just whap it in.
0: Well, true. And when this was years ago, I had a, a Tupperware pot that was exactly the same size as a slice of bread. So I was like, mix some eggs in there, put something put it in the microwave, and then you get this perfectly bread-shaped egg patty. <laughs> you can just fold out onto a bit of bread, put another bit of bread on top, you've got an egg sandwich.
1: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Aww. I think we just knocked chat into a cotton <laughs> hat, haven't we? I'm all about quick things. Quick things. Well, yeah, and so I think if you, yeah, because eggs are meant to be quick, aren't they? As soon as they start taking time, then you're just defeating the object of the egg.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh, I would like some chickens and get fresh eggs.
0: See, nice. just that, I really thoroughly enjoyed saying defeat the object of the egg. So I'm gonna, <laughs> my brain's latched onto that now, and that's going to be the next big thing. That's going
1: to be in your next stand-up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just loads of egg chat. Absolutely. <laughs> um, when I um, I messaged you and I said if you if you had any morale boosting stories that you'd like to share, then, or anything that you wanted to share, if there's anything that we've not covered that you had in your head or written down that you thought, oh, I'll say that.
0: Well, certainly. I mean, I thought as far as the morale boosting, that's so all like I mean, I think I put in the newsletter that doing the transitioning, I, I say in a kind of a glib. Way before it became popular. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and it's not anything I actually mean, but I mean, I'm sure some people read that and go, Full of themselves." <laughs> and go, What's this arrogance peeling off this one? But now, <laughs> and that is a sort of thing that it. Especially when doing it in a small town as well, which I, there was another thing that always kind of put me off because I thought, well, I'm in a small town. I never really got the chance to kind of go somewhere else and reinvent myself. Yeah. So when it got to that point, it just turned out that, you know, Dewsbury, where I did do it, turns out to be sort of full of weirdos anyway. I barely got <laughs> noticed. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> so generally got left alone. And...
1: Oh, that's good. I don't know much about Dewsbury, but... I've I've never heard that it's uh, like a big diverse area or anything. I'm not sure. I don't know anything about it, to be honest.
0: It's kind of, well, it's fallen to, well, most like most small towns, it's fallen on hard times recently. And it's tragic to see because on a good day, it's beautiful to look at. It's like kind of in this big sort of like valley bowl and it's surrounded by trees. And Yeah. You know, if you if you look out on a good day, you just think, it's a really nice place, this, where it's just been Aww. kind of neglected by like development and what have you and people wanting to chase ever bigger profits and
1: Mm. yeah so 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 you um so when you were transitioning you never sort of experienced any negativity it was quite easy going would you say i
0: experienced some but i generally because i like before that i sort of dabbled with wearing skirts and wore nail varnish a lot i kind of developed sort of wear kind of blinkers whereby i just not noticed, so I mean a lot of things may have happened. I mean it could have been something that's been shouted out, and it's not something I'd dwell on, so I yeah, you know, think well, let them be them, and...
1: yeah, and it's obviously their problem if they're going out the way to have a problem with whatever someone else is doing that isn't affecting them in any way,
0: well, now and again, and that's back to the vegetarianism, isn't it? it's the you know is the kind of trying to police other people's lives for. For things that are pointless, and you know, yeah. there's, there's better things to do. That over,
1: yeah. Put that energy into something worthwhile. If you've got, yeah. if you've got that um, passion in you, put it towards something worth being passionate about. Oh, that's a good quote.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, during that time as well, I kind of... I mean, there was a lot of... Well, did sink, I did sink myself into playing World of Warcraft a lot because that was just a place where I could get away from it.
1: And, yeah.
0: And that was a thing that people said, oh, the time you're wasting playing this, you could have done something amazing. It's like, well, you, you know, I'm not like I'm going to have built a moon base or anything. I'm, <laughs> it's entertainment. I mean, yeah. it's no different to sitting and watching television, really. It's actually interacting. And...
1: Mm, that's true. So would you say that... Um sort of escapers and things like that sort of when maybe if you were finding things a bit tougher it sort of helped with
0: it did yeah and and it's and it's part in my transition because it came that came before the transition actually started and obviously you could set yourself up as a female character and you could do be generally within the guild i was in just being seen generally as just being a female anyway and it got to the point i was thinking well am i Am I slightly cheating people by, you know, and you know, is it a case of I need to do this just to kind of be true to myself and to others? So you know. Was...
1: Yeah. Oh, so oh, you mean your character in the game was female? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, so when, what about um, as even as young as out sort of primary school age, were you feeling the
0: same feelings back then? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, cause. Um, I think one of my earliest memories related to that was, I mean, when I was a really young kid, me and my younger sister loved uh, the Superman films. I was a Superman one and two, and then uh, Supergirl came out. And that really, I really sort of, people nowadays will say it's one of the the early examples of a dreadful superhero film, but (laughs) I won't hear a word against it. Because I've got that nostalgia for it. And... It is one of them things that people get, because people will defend gremlins now. Now, I didn't see gremlins until I was, like, 40. And because I didn't have that childhood experience of it, I didn't have that basis to work on. So I was like, this is a bit rubbish, to be honest. (laughs) But if I'd have seen it when I was a child, no doubt I would still love it now.
1: I do know what you mean. Things you relate to as a child or you love as a child. It's awful when you get to an adult and then somebody slags it off and you're like, no, it's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then when you're at school and you you don't feel that you're uh, you, you can admit that you quite frankly find the 18 boring, <laughs> and you're only watching it one for the bit at the end where they did all the fast cars bits because that was <laughs> the exciting bit, and then after that there was Small Wonder, which oh my goodness, <laughs> it was an American sitcom about a family that had a robot girl.
1: Oh right, and you can see that.
0: episodes on YouTube now, and this is the other side of it because I saw that when I was child. Oh God, that was dreadful. <laughs> that was an example of that was where your, your small brain had not fully developed to notice how god awful that oh, was in yeah. acting writing
1: <laughs> yeah at the time you like it's amazing. I enjoyed it at the time yeah that's the main thing um now well, there are a lot of things from your childhood that you you can relate to that sort of stick with you don't they? And then and you look it's not until maybe you don't realize at the time and you look back and you're like oh right that yeah i can see how that influenced
0: me yeah, and especially when you can see on YouTube now, there's a, there's a 40-year-old guys, sitting in front of walls of pop figures shouting about the new Netflix she And they never watched it as a kid. I did. <laughs> I was the person that would watch that and couldn't go into school and talk to anybody about how great it was because it wasn't supposed to be my thing. And <laughs> these guys that never watched it, oh, this new she dreadful. There's the SJW. And it's, well, you, it's not even something you've got any skin in the game in.
1: Yeah yeah they don't have the right to say it
0: well no but they're making loads <laughs> of money because they make video after video on the oh, same subject yeah. and they get all these clicks so yeah you,
1: know, you,
0: you can pedal in love or you can pedal in hate i find
1: and... that's true yeah um do you know who i when talking about the um was it Supergirl? you were saying um, oh yeah the who i wanted to be when i was younger was um lara croft you know in tomb raider oh yeah that was that was my uh, goal. Obviously nothing like her now but
0: <laughs> Well no, and again, I mean back back at the time, because I mean I was really loved the first Tomb Raider game as well and around that time like, the only other big game was Duke Newcombe, so you had this big muscle bound, frankly misogynistic character and then Tomb <laughs> Raider came out and there's all this talk about all oh, how big are a booze like, I don't care, you know, it's a, a a good and a woman that's going about doing her own thing and sorting things out and it's yeah. not Duke Newcombe for heaven's sake.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I've yeah, yeah I've just been cool. recently playing the most recent crop of them games and they're absolutely marvellous.
1: Of of what of Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. The graphics are amazing now, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and you know they can write these games that can actually carry a story now instead yeah. of just abstract. This is here and this is there and shoot that.
1: That is impressive what they can do. Um, I always, yes, I wanted to be Lara Croft or, um, you know, do you remember Zena the Warrior Princess?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, she was cool. So I wanted to be like, um, badass women, but
0: I don't think I'm, at, <laughs> I'm not like either of them now. But well, I think internally, you know, you can be there's, there's, there's a, there's a sense of badass, badassery or badassitude, would you say? I don't
1: know. <laughs> but I so like everyone. badassery. Yeah. yeah,
0: and that's true.
1: And everybody
0: uh, has what... got their own badassery factor.
1: <laughs> what was it that sort of made you sign up to the comedy course then?
0: Well, because it was something I'd always wanted to do. Yeah. And again, it was something that, because I always had it in the back of my mind that I'd need to do this transition, it wasn't anything I could pursue while I was, what I I say, while I was ostensibly a male, which generally to myself I wasn't because I knew the internal workings of my head, but as far yeah. as everybody else was concerned... Because I didn't want to do all that thing, of making my name there and then doing the transition, which make it even more difficult, and then there'd be all this baggage from the past to worry about. So,
1: yeah,
0: I had a I friend that did mean. the she did the cancer research thing, where it was the boxing.
1: Oh, right, yeah. And then
0: she sent me this link saying, you know, uh, they're, they're doing this comedy thing. And the next time I saw it, I said, oh, I've signed up for that company. He said, oh, you signed up for it. I said, well, I couldn't not, could I? You got belted in the face. <laughs> for charity. I've wanted to do this forever. And uh, this opportunity comes, I, it would be stupid to pass it up. It would be yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, and it, was a, it was a stressful eight weeks. and Aww. Oh, but, well done. Uh, yeah, so it, was, it was really enjoyable as well because it, it gave you that chance to... You're in a room with 25 other people. Everybody was doing the same thing, so there was no really got away that stage fright and that speaking in front of people knows because everybody was going to do it in the room so
1: yeah I know know. yeah it's good and it's good when you meet other people like a lot of people in stand-up are very different people but you've all got that one thing in when you've got something in common I think it really sort of it draws you towards people doesn't it and I've met some really nice people doing it
0: oh yeah my Facebook friends have exploded yeah
1: yeah no it's nice because you just i mean and, in numbers
0: they haven't actually <laughs> yeah
1: and you sort of um what i like about it is that everyone's sort of accepted as who they are so there's not like well there are a lot of men that do it but uh, there's that white straight male thing but um there are a lot there's a lot of diverse diversity as well um and you are celebrated for who you are rather than trying to be a certain way yeah and and again
0: that is a thing that is more prevalent in today than it was before because in the 90s it was a lot of kind of lad comedy yeah just about every comedian could, if if podcasts were around nowadays, they would have all have done a football podcast. Oh, they yeah. were all kind of like, <laughs> Oi, and that sort of thing. <laughs> and even then you had the ladette culture as well, and it was just absolutely sick-making. And for me, as someone that was completely alienated by them to start with, and then they brought the lad thing, and I was like, I'm checking out, I'm staying in my bedroom, I'm going nowhere. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what and mean. now you've got people that are able... And this is the thing where people say... It's, Political correctness is is destroying comedy because it's easier to get into comedy now than it's ever been. You can just go to a place and you can turn up and you can do your thing. It may work, it may not, but you can yeah. try it. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. And no, you, you can. know,
0: everybody's bringing these different experiences to the table. You're getting these different stories, and it's more varied and yeah, you know, it's a richer a richer cloth as a result of it. The warp and weft is stunning. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh no, I can't wait to get back to it. Um. I've not been going that long, less than a year, well, in a few weeks it'll be, well, I say a year, not a proper year because of COVID, but um, was it, it was two years ago, was it, that you first did yours? Yeah, so yeah, it was uh,
0: June, yeah, June 2018.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and are you, are you looking forward to getting back to it after? I am, yeah.
0: I mean, not for the only thing, that you know, it's... It, it, it's nice to, it's nice to be listened to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody's talking and someone talks over you and you just think, Oh, at least one had a microphone. People
1: shot. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. It's nice to sort of feel, yeah. In charge of the room in a way. Yeah. Getting voice out there. And it's,
0: it's, yeah. So you, you've got all these different experiences and it's nice to get out and it's, it's, it is something nice to do. And again, because they like the open mic spots, there's, you know, they, they discourage the heckling, which has mm. always kind of brought a very kind of aggressiveness to a comedy night anyway. It's better yeah. that you can just enjoy something and, you know.
1: Yeah, no, that's If you true. don't like it, leave. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Well, we've covered a lot there. That's really good.
0: Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Um... Not a problem. It's been absolutely fun. I've paced around my room. I think I might have done a good miles actually but every time i try sitting on my chair it's creaked ah, so
1: right yeah i've swapped my chair because we've got a proper computer chair and it's well creaky that's good i
0: couldn't tell you were walking <laughs> well no i've got this nice thick rug down because ah, up good. in this bedroom the the carpet was a bit thin to start with and i thought well, i've got this chair with wheels on i thought i don't want this coming off my deposit when i move out <laughs> i've got a rug
1: Ah, nice one Oh, well, um, yeah, I feel like I could talk longer, but I'll uh, I'll let you go. don't want to take up your whole night after you've been at work oh, as I... well.
0: Yeah, I want to have a pickled onion.
1: Oh, <laughs> and are they really big pickled onions?
0: They are, yes, because there was the Haywood ones, and they were the small ones. I thought, that's no good. No,
1: you and want a crunch. And these are the, the
0: Happy Shopper 139, golf oh. ball-sized pickled onions.
1: Oh, do you know what? my mouth is watering from that (laughs) (laughs) and um Rob hates it when I've pickled things because he said I stink but I'm not giving up my pickles for anyone Um...
0: (laughs) if if you want this you've got to take the rough with the smooth come on
1: (laughs) I know well he's he's married me now so he's got to live with the pickles I'm sorry but I come with baggage and that's my baggage
0: (laughs) We've all got our baggage and, you know, <laughs> you've got to make your peace with it. I'm
1: do- sorry. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I think I've got some small pickled onions in the fridge, but not as
0: good. But I'm going to go have some. Yeah, any pickle <laughs> is good pickle. It is. They say any pizza is good pizza. I don't think that's true because I've had some dreadful pizza. Yeah. Biryani and pickles are the ones that transcend. The, if
1: it's
0: biryani, it's good biryani. I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Well, enjoy your pickled onions.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. It's been lots of fun, and uh, yeah, i was, I've been listening to previous episodes. Oh,
1: and... thank you. I'll have yeah. a lovely evening. I'll speak to you soon.
0: Okay, thanks a lot. Well.
1: Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this week's Tea with the Moral Queen, with me, Millie Armstrong Clark, who you can find on Instagram at Mill Comedy don't forget to rate and review and spread the word about this poddy if you enjoyed it thanks very much to pixels green for joining me this week for a lovely chat if you'd like to follow pixels on the social medias she's on facebook pixels green comedy twitter at pixels green and instagram at pixels green comedy i hope you'll join me next time for more tea with the morale queen now go put the kettle on Bye.